Hi, everyone. This is Eric Martin from the band Mr. Big, the handsome one that stands right in the middle. That's me. And you're listening to Music Mania Podcast. You are locked and loaded on the Music Mania Podcast. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint. And for you to allow me to do it with you, uh, I am the Music Mania Podcaster. We roll tonight to the guitar bite. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You ready for some screaming heavy metal? Scream for me, Brazil! Scream for me, Brazil! We rock! You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest. Featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Welcome to the Music Mania Podcast, and we are exploding like a freight train towards the holiday season here in 2020. Hoping everybody had a tremendous Thanksgiving. Now, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Ignitro Entertainment, you're able to hear and see these interviews for the first time because now we're coming back around, technology's improved, and a lot of these are not on phone call anymore. A lot of these are recorded via Zoom. So if you want to check out that Brian May interview or 90% of the interviews we do, the video of it is on Zoom. Now, for this week, I did our interview on Zoom video, but because neither one of us were really in a place, I was not in studio at the time, and our guest this week, which is iconic guitarist Reb Beach, neither one of us were really in a place to have good video for this interview, so you're just going to, uh, the audio is all that's going to be available, you can still check out the interview um, on our YouTube channel if you would rather, but the audio of it, available right here, it is Reb Beach, he is our guest this week. And it's somebody that I've been trying to chase down for really since the podcast started five years ago. Red Beach is iconic, one of my all-time favorite guitarists from Winger, from Whitesnake. He's played with Dawkins. In fact, he did so this summer, and we're going to talk to him about those shows. And now, Reb has released a solo album, which is 20 years in the making. It's called A View From The Inside. I'll tell you this, therockpit.net called it the greatest instrumental rock album of all time. It mixes all of Reb's influences. You've got the funk, you've got the jazz, you've got the melodic rock style that you're accustomed to when you hear Reb Beach play, who's one of the great, in my opinion, rock guitarists of all time. So Reb Beach is going to be joining us to talk about that album and what his plans are for 2021. I know there's a new winger record in the making and uh, kind of what's the plan with Whitesnake. I know David Coverdale has kind of alluded to that he wanted to make 2021 maybe the final tour for Whitesnake. So we're going to get all that info and much more. This is a true pleasure for me to have Reb join us. And we have a lot of big guests coming up as we sort of put a ribbon on 2020. A lot of us glad to be able to do that, hoping that uh, turning that calendar to 2021 means better times ahead. So in the meantime, always hit us up on our website, musicmaniapodcast.com. That's where all of our shows are archived. And um, my concert reviews from back in the day, if you want to remember what it was like to go to concerts and read reviews, I've got all those. And hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify, any way you choose to take in the Music Mania Podcast. We've got your back, and it always helps us if you do subscribe and you do leave a star rating. That is uh, massive for us as we continue to get guests and continue to push this thing forward, guys. It has just been a wonderful and cathartic five years of doing this. And really, the podcast started back in 2013, but I did one-off interviews. I think uh, 
In the beginning, we had Jeff Pilson on from Foreigner, uh, did an interview with Mike Tramp. Those were kind of the first few. Also, Ryan Roxy, of course, from Alice Cooper. Those were the first three interviews we ever did. So, And it was not weekly. It did not become a weekly podcast until 2015 when the demand met it. And I was able to really start delving into this and, and doing it more as a full-time gig. So this has been tremendous. 2020 has been a trying year for everyone, but we are looking for better times ahead. No doubt about it. Live music. Good times. It is not far away. I can promise you guys that. So without further ado, we want to take you to this week's interview. It is with iconic rock guitarist, Reb Beach. How's it going? <laughs> I, I'll kind of kick it off from the beginning. We had a little intro, but it's great to have you on. How in the world are you, man? You look great. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Um, I, I, I'm doing pretty well. I, I am just lucky that I have enough of a name so that I can give guitar lessons you know, so I've given about 200 guitar lessons, and uh, that's kind of how I'm making a living right now. And then uh, going back and forth to Nashville, I'm going back on Monday just to write the new winger. What, what are the, I saw the guitar lessons uh, being offered on your website or via your social media on Facebook. What, what has that been like for you? Have you been getting some... I love uh, it. So has it been fun, like getting some good guys? I mean, has it been cathartic in a way <laughs> it's, no, it's 99% of it is awesome you know once in a blue moon I get like a, a, a guy I just don't like or um, <laughs> someone who's just really full of themselves you know and just wants to show me how great they are for an hour you know um, but but like 99% of it is is just uh, most of it's talking you know I talk to people all over the world and, um, you know, I've got one couple in the UK and they do it once a week. And I'm like their Netflix, like every Thursday night. So I, they just ask me questions about David Coverdale and Kip Winger and Don Dock and, and what's it like to tour and the whole thing. And I just sit there and tell them road stories. Uh, um, and, and I have all kinds of uh, different students um, and, and I'm, I'm learning a lot as well. But mostly it's just talking with people, and uh, and and I've made some new friends actually. One guy I don't even charge him anymore. I just I, we text all the time. We're just friends now. That's incredible. So it's basically like this right here. Only I just happen to know your publicist, so it worked out. It worked out that way. So hey, it's exactly like this. It's just, dude. I, I'm so happy to have you James, on the Music Media podcast. This is the first camera. This exactly. Is what they speak. So this is the first. Um, this is the first winger member we've ever had on. Now we have had your close friend and confidant Joel Hoekstra many times from from White Snake on. Mm -hmm. What's it been? What, what's the uh, the last year been like for you? I know we touched on this kind of before we we went uh, to recording here. The last year, man, things shut down around March. How many dates did you get taken off the books? And kind of what's this last eight, nine months been like for you? Obviously, we'll get to the, the solo album you've released. But what's, what, I mean, what's it been like for you personally? Well, it's a drag. You know, we were, I was set to have the best year I've had since, you know, I was in Singapore when the rest of the tour got canceled. So I had to fly back from Singapore. And, you know, I was really looking forward to Sammy Hagar tour. That was going to be yeah. awesome. Um, with Europe or not, Night Ranger? With Night Ranger, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, in the States. In the States. And then we had Japan, of course. And, you know, some of the shows in Australia got canceled. Uh, it was it was just very upsetting because I was ready for a great year. And I love touring so much. 
um, I'm not a, a homebody. I, I like being out there and, and traveling and performing. I need to perform. It's just in my blood. So, yeah, that was upsetting. But, you know, you just you deal with the cards that you have. And I've just been uh, giving lessons. And, um, you know, I've done a couple of social distance shows that you know here and there but they it's not as fun when there's social distance well, you know you did you did a couple docking shows over yeah. the summer yeah yeah, yeah. and it was yeah, crazy because you had george lynch lynch mob opening red beach back in docking for a few it was just crazy and that, that was awesome for the people that got to see that what a no george canceled george canceled okay that's right yeah so it's just us but that's right. you know we were we were playing a 1500 seater and there was 250 people there so it was just, you know, they were all spaced out at the at the amusement park. So <laughs> I've been to that place, that hot springs place. I've been there. I yeah. know that place. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was super fun playing docking songs. I mean, I love those songs and the band is really great. And I got to be friends with them. So I'll probably work with them again in the future on something else. You know, we'll probably put something together one day. Well, in the meantime, you've all, it's, it's been a month since your solo album of you from the inside has come out it's an instrumental album i know we touched on it kind of before but i mean this thing is really good i, I the rockpit.net called it the greatest uh, hard rock instrumental album ever pretty high praise uh when you when you think about the company you're in well, yeah i'm really glad that that guy thought that <laughs> you know that was that was awesome and it read really well <laughs> but that was his one opinion <laughs> you know i well, you, i, I, I I don't know that it's better than uh, than surfing or passion and warfare, but um, I, I did work very hard on it, and I'm very proud of it, for sure. And it is getting really good reviews. So, and it's done everything that I that I wanted it to do. You know, and, uh, people are saying and, and getting from it what I wanted them to get from it. And you said it, you know, kind of uh, tongue in cheek that this this is 20 years. It took you 20 years to do this, right? It was the 20 years kind of in the making. Well, I mean, like, just. Go ahead. Talk about that. I mean, just uh, how you kind of structured this. You have the songs range from kind of moody, melodic to, you know, hard rock to jazzy to fun. I mean, there's just so much going on here. Just how did you how did you kind of structure this? I, I mean, was there a flow that you wanted to, to get out or was it just something that kind of manifested itself? Well, after, you know, I was halfway done, I did kind of put some thought into, okay, what do we need now? You know, okay, now we have we have a funk song. Uh, what else is there? You know, how can I make it more interesting? Because that was the whole thing, to, to do an instrumental record that doesn't lose the listener. So, you know, you don't want to always have it sounding exactly the same. You know, I've heard instrumental records that it's just all guitar. It, uh, and it's the same sound for 45 minutes. Just, you know, no, I want melody and I want something that you kind of remember, something that makes you feel a certain way. Um, great for driving down the street, you know, kind of like surfing was, you know, it, it, it had, you know, rock songs and boogies and it had, you know, mellow little ditties, you know, with a little hi-hat and, and a kick. That's kind of where I was coming from. But I also wanted other instruments, kind of like um, Jean-Luc Ponty, who's my favorite instrumental artist, or the Dixie Dregs, you know, where they keep it interesting with solos from different uh, players. But the story about the record is that it was uh, 1986 I wrote 
Little Robots. It was the first instrumental song I ever wrote. And then I wrote Black Magic and Cutting Loose in 1989. So when Winger broke up basically in 93, I thought, well, maybe I'll be like a Joe Satriani kind of guy. And I'll just do instrumental rock music. And, you know, maybe that will always be cool. And I won't be, you know, flushed down the toilet like all the other 80s bands were, <laughs> you know, in 1994 when Nirvana came out and Beavis Butthead and all that. You know, instrumental rock guitar music is, you know, always relatively cool. So that was my plan. I shopped it around. I made demos and I shopped them around. No one would sign it because it didn't have vocals. So I put it on my website for sale called The Fusion Demos. Six songs recorded horribly and it sold like hotcakes. And people were telling me, this is the best thing you've ever done. This is what you need to do. Please, please, please make this record for 20 years. So when I was home from the road, which was rarely, I would, uh, you know, uh, plug in and, and write a little ditty and, and make it a little better in here and a little better there. And I did it over a period of many years and it was sitting on my hard drive when COVID hit. And I, I was talking to Kip Winger, what do I do? Like, what are we going to do? And he said, whatever happened to that fusion stuff you were working on forever? Mm. I said, oh, it's done. It's done. He said, well, let's put, throw some drums on there and sell it. I said, oh, great idea. And that's what we did. That's long story. Really Sorry about that long winded. No. Uh, <laughs> I love it. That's what we want. Uh, that's out through Frontiers Music. It's been out a month. The reviews are fantastic, like we said. I mean, is it, is it, if anything, you know, look for the silver lining in things, right? We try to do that. We try to find the positivity. So in uh, a year that saw, well, it started w well for me, Reb. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I'm from Kansas City. Chiefs win the Super Bowl in February, and the world sort of goes downhill from there. But yeah, looking for yeah. the silver lining, you had the time, you had the means, and this album got to come out. It's something that fans have, have wanted to see for so long. So silver lining, the one positive thing maybe comes is this album. That's got to be, that's a good thing, right? That's the, maybe the one good thing. <laughs> no, no. I, um, like I said when we were talking earlier, I, I think everyone's going to have a new album next year. So there's yeah. going to be this, this push of all new records. And I don't know why it is uh, exactly, but when a band puts out a new record, they do better when they go out live. They get more people to come to their shows. When we did the Purple album with uh, with Whitesnake, we were more successful touring that year than any other year I had been in Whitesnake, which has been 17 years. Mm -hmm. And that Purple album tour, man, was sold out everywhere we went because we had a successful record behind us. So, um, you know, Winger's looking forward to, to getting this record out and, and doing a tour. And, of course, with um, View from the Inside, I really want to play that stuff live. That would be so much fun. And I could do some songs off of Masquerade, which is um, my solo album from 2003 that I'm really proud of. Um, I'd love to sing a couple songs off of that. And then Masquerade 2 is going to be my next thing, and it's not going to take 15 years. It'll probably take <laughs> a couple well, you know, in a, in a perfect world, what, what does 2021 look like for you? Because, uh, you know, I know you've had some to push some um, some winger dates on down the road. David Coverdale says uh, he wants to retire at age 69. That's sort of if you know David, he's the most tongue in cheek humor person in the world. So he says 69. And that might be good for him. Right. So in 2021, yeah, a perfect world. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Not that he looks it, but what, what does no. it look like? What does 2021 look like for you kind of in a perfect world here? 
Well, David said in an interview that he he's thinking 2021 might be out for White Snakes. So, um, in that case, you know, it's going to be winger all the way for 2021. Um, and you know, of course, we're we've, we're halfway through with our new album. I'm going there Monday to to continue on with Kip. You know, pulling our hair out, trying to you know throwing away 15 ideas for every one good idea. It's got to be, you know, like the first Boston record. Just every song is good. That's that's what we're going for. Just undeniable great songs. Um, and, you know, it's hard to keep it progressive and keep it fresh and new and, and like nothing we've ever done before. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, kind of hurdles <laughs> on, the, on the thing. But so, no, 2021, it's going to be a lot of touring with Winger as soon as the vaccines get going you know and we want to go to europe and japan uh and kind of broaden our base with winger uh i would love to do some kind of shows on either like a generation x or um g3 tour with this thing uh you know and then i'm writing for masquerade too also black swan is uh, we're, we're trying to figure out a schedule for when we can all get together and or me and Jeff can get together and, and Robin and um, and get that happening. So there's all kinds of coals in the fire. I, I was going to bring up Black Swan because I was uh, such a fan of the, uh, the, the first album you guys did. And Robin McCauley came on the show uh, to promote it around that time. Uh, Jeff Pilson's a good friend of ours. I mean, Black Swan, that album, was so cool and it's, it's just one of those unfortunate things it feels like it didn't get the legs it deserved because it comes out kind of you know at the, at the beginning of of 2020 it kind of ended into 2019 beginning of 2020 and then like stuff goes awry and it kind of it kind of just you know i, 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 I don't know fizzled. man man that record did really yeah, well exactly frontiers. frontiers made good money on that record that's why <laughs> i think they want another one you know um and and it's it's it kind of starts with me like all the pressures on me for the beginning of every record because well with winger and black swan anyway because it starts with the guitar riff so i sit here in my garage and just try and come up with guitar riffs all day long um like for black swan i came in with 50 ideas for jeff and you know kip had heard most of those ideas and just said no 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 because they weren't right for winger but they were fine for Black Swan, which is just straight ahead rock. It doesn't have to be too progressive or weird or out there or, um, you know, it's just can be. And Robin McCulley can just sing over dun, 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 dun. Like that could be the riff and it would still be an awesome song because of Robin McCulley, you know. So anyway, it's up to me to come up with some riffs for this next time that me and Jeff get together. But I'm looking forward to a new Black Swan for sure. I loved it. would love to see that do some shows at some point. I know that's pie in the sky. And Jeff's a little busy as well. I mean, my gosh. He Jeff's is busier than I stuff. am. <laughs> Jeff's insane. If I mean, that's possible. Foreigner goes out, Foreigner will be out like, boom! They're going to be out like a, you know, shot on a rubber band, man. <laughs> um, Reb, I got to bring this up because uh, in July, we celebrated the anniversary of the uh, In the Heart of the Young album. To me, the seminal winger album, um, certified platinum, so many big hits from Can't Get Enough, Easy Come, Easy Go, Miles Away. Um, what, when you look back on it, you know, you know you've done something right when you start celebrating anniversaries. 30 years, it's great to see this. I think the album's tremendous. Kind of just looking back, does it, does it feel like 30 years? And do you feel like this was 
Winger's best album in hindsight? Oh God, no, no, no. That that's mm, probably my you, least could be my really? favorite. Yeah. So yours is pole. Yours is pole then. Yeah, you know it. Mine too. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, no, Heart of the Young, you know, we didn't have Easy Come, Easy Go or Can't Get Enough. And they were going to release Miles Away as the first single for that record. And we knew that, that would be the kiss of death because every band that was coming out with uh, the power ballad back then was was bombing because, you know, they were getting this label as the power ballad band. And, um, and, and that did happen when we released Miles Away, even though it was our biggest selling single, album sales stopped as soon as that came out. Um, we wrote Easy Come, Easy Go and Can't Get Enough in one day. Uh, we wrote Can't Get Enough in a half an hour. And um, because they were going to release Miles Away first. So in one day, we wrote those two songs and they became the first two singles and it, and it did well. And they turned out being right. We did need some more poppy songs on there because the first song was day we'll never see which is you know kind of progressive weird um and uh we finally got the record we wanted to make though that didn't have to have the big pop singles because we got rid of uh or we parted ways with Bo hill and that whole kind of atlantic thing you know and and went on our own uh, with pole and that's why it's every musician's favorite from winger is is pole and the day you'll never see is my favorite favorite song from that. So that's interesting that that was kind of the first one. That was the first um, song on the album. That's crazy, yeah, because yeah, it's kind of down the down the a deep cut, you know, from the album, and yet it uh, was first. I, I'm I'm a huge fan of it. Pole is another level of musicianship that Winger deserves because you guys are all so tremendous. Um, I got to ask you about White Snake because we talked about Joel Hoekstra being a friend of ours. You guys are uh, you know dueling guitarists in White Snake. You played with Doug Aldrich. Of course, uh, prior to that, White Snake has always had that seminal guitar god, whether it be Adrian Vandenberg, whether it be John Sykes. I mean, David Coverdale seems to know what he's doing yourself. What's it like, though, you know, in White Snake kind of playing with Joel and kind of how you, how do you guys handle those those duties? How do you guys handle the trade offs on those on those songs? Um, it's kind of up to me. I'm the music director for it. So um, basically, I just split it all in half. I mean, if I hear something that's more up Joel's alley, like uh, uh, Still of the Night, that's not my... I'm not a Sykes guy. I can't do that Sykes hmm. stuff to, to save my life, so I'll give that one to Joel. I took Crying in the Rain because I love that solo, and I am playing that solo. After 17 years, I get to play that solo, and he's fine with that, you know? But we basically... I just split it up evenly so there's no weirdness or anything, and he's cool about it, you know? Um and uh, you know it's great to have to have Joel in the band, uh, who is such a, you know he just studies guitar just every day, and you know he's so he's such a perfectionist, you know, and really really something. He'll he'll show me how to play stuff. I'm like, how's that go again? And because uh, we all know that Joel did his homework better than any of us, you know, even though I'm the music director, I have. Joel, like, how do you play that again? Um, so <laughs> it's great, great to have him. And I, I miss Doug Aldrich. I, I actually uh, uh, got to hang out with Doug on the on the cruise. We had dinner, and it was such a great dinner. We had such a wonderful time, and um, he's just a lovely guy. And really, really, really uh, connected with him. The last time I saw him. Well, Red, before we let you go, I want to make sure everybody gets uh, to the proper place to pick up. 
the new solo album, which is a view from the inside. I am assuming the best place would probably be to at, uh, at your Facebook page at Reb Beach on Facebook. Uh, there's uh, all the like, links right there. And of course on all the digital platforms is, is, is that probably the best place to get a hold of you there for guitar lessons and everything else right on the Facebook page. Right. Uh, probably. Yeah. But you know, Clint, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to my record and all the kind words you said about it. It means so much to me that you really listen to it and, and, uh, and that you really like it. And, um, uh, I just thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, you can get it of Amazon, you know, or iTunes, or just all the normal places that you would get a record. I'm terrible at my website. I'm just the worst. I got to update that stuff. I'm just the worst media guy. I definitely need a manager. You know, I need something. <laughs> well, uh, you know, oh, I'm, I'm available. It's 2020, you know. Um, Reb, it's crazy because it, this interview is a bit of a dream come true. If you don't mind me sharing a personal story, I, uh, I'm i 36, but I grew up with this. My uncle showed me all the ropes from, from Kiss to, to Led Zeppelin to Motley Crue to Winger. And uh, I, met, I met you outside... Um, Kansas City, Missouri, at the Beaumont Club, if you remember that club here in Kansas City, the old Beaumont Club, uh -huh. 2009. Uh, I was like 21, barely old enough to drink at the bar, and I uh, saw Winger. We had a picture outside the tour bus. So here we are 11 years later, uh, you know, kind of work in the field now, and here you are on, on the podcast, man. This is pretty cool. I, I treasure that photo, me and you. It's very pixelated. It's from like an old phone. So <laughs> yeah. You can barely tell who it is, but, uh, you know. Still, you know, the circle of life, I guess, as we say. Pretty cool. Well, that's really cool. So next time we come to Kansas City, you know, I'll get you backstage and, and we'll hang out a little bit. Sadly, the Beaumont Club has since been torn down. We're going to find you guys uh, something better. We, I, we're going to get this thing back to normal, Reb. I tell you, we're all the, we're all hopeful. We all know that uh, the good times are ahead. In fact, that made you guys probably should have saved that winger title from the last album, Better Days Ahead. Maybe that should have should have saved that. You know, we did make that video. I don't know if you saw it, but we made a video with Alice Cooper and Klaus Mine. Yeah, look yes. it up. It's really yeah of yeah. that song, "Better Days Coming." And what we did was we got people from around the world to send their videos of them singing "Better Days Coming," and we've got you know how they do it with Zoom and everything. Yep. There's a like hundred mm -hmm. tiny little videos all on your screen at once, but they were all singing at the same time, and you know we played it live. It was very very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And better days are coming. Red, thank you so much for doing this, man. Can't thank you enough. Sure. Clint. Continued success. Stay safe and stay healthy, man. And we'll see you out there in 2021 somewhere out there on the horizon. You're in enough bands. We should be able to make this happen. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so soon. I'm ready to go, baby. Just tell me when. I'll bet, be buddy. out the door. Hey, thank you again. Better times, man. We'll see. We'll talk soon. All right, Clint. Thanks a, Thanks a lot. Big thanks to Reb Beach for joining us this week. What a tremendous honor that was to have him on. He's the first member of Winger to join us. Not the first member of Whitesnake because we have had Joe Hoekstra on several times before. But then we got to talk with Reb about uh, playing with Dawkin over the summer, kind of the plans for 2021 and beyond. So that was just amazing. Reb Beach, again, one of the greats. And uh, the solo album, it is called The View from the Inside, and it is tremendous. Hope you'll check that out on all digital platforms. Again, therockpit.net called it the greatest instrumental rock album of all time. That's tremendous. Uh, that, that you can't say, you can't have any more high praise than that, right? So, guys, we want to thank you so much for being a part of this podcast, for helping me do what I love for a living, which is to talk about music, talk to my favorite artists. That's what this show's about. Another podcast, they're going to force their opinion down your throat. They're going to give you their top 10 list. They're going to you know, find topics. They're going to do album clashes, which, by the way, we did do one, but we did it 
not just with a couple guys that uh, you know were popping pimples on their face when the album came out. We did it with Kane Roberts. We did a album battle. Kane Roberts, we did Alice Cooper's Constrictor versus Raise Your Fist and Yell. So when we do album battles, that's how we do it here. It's not just about our opinions. We want to bring in the opinions of the people that were there. That's what the Music Mania podcast is and will always be about. So guys, thank you so much. Big things coming in the uh, coming weeks. A lot of great interviews. That's what we do here on the Music Mania podcast. So stay tuned right here.